Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. And now, from beyond our dimension, this is the Jeff Mara Podcast. Here's Jeff. My guest is Dr. Christopher Macklin, spiritual and metaphysical lecturer, author, and remote viewer who shares his insights into the fields of spirituality, health, wellness, and the paranormal. Today we'll be talking about taking your power back, opening your pineal gland, and the importance of maintaining a high vibrational frequency. Dr. Macklin, welcome back, and thanks for joining me. Jeff, thanks for having me. It was wonderful last time, and it's going to be wonderful again. So thanks for having me. Bless your heart. Well, Dr. Macklin, if you don't mind, can we start with your own personal journey of you having to regain your power? Oh, gosh. <laughs> this is a, a little bit of a journey. But, um, yeah, I'd love to share it with you because I, I think it gives people inspiration sometimes because, I've, you know, I'm in a brilliant, brilliant place. I love what I do. Uh, I'm always blessed, uh, never want for anything, but I've never always been like that. So, so if I go back to, you know, being young at the age of four, suddenly realized I could see, uh, beings around and, you know, I always give the story about my father when I saw a being in my, my bedroom, like, Oh my God, there's a, some reptilian thing in the corner of the room, you know, and, uh, dad, there's a, there's a thing, you know, I didn't at the time know it was reptilian. I just said, there's a there's a thing, you know, like a lizardy thing in the corner of my room. And he comes running, where is it? You know, uh, it's just a bad dream, darling. You know, it's okay. You know, go back to sleep, you know, and um, it's still there, you know. But the thing is, you know, you might think, well, that's imagination. But it was real. And the reason why I knew it was real is because I could feel this energy in my heart kind of saying, this is not a very good thing to feel. And so I kind of said, get out of my bedroom. And it went, I thought, whoa, this works. And so at, at a young age, I was learned to actually manage these things so that, you know, they didn't sort of attack you. So moving forward, I realized also I could see craft in the sky. I could see many different things. And dad, there's a craft where, you know, okay, you're not seeing that either. So, you know, I learned to just not say anything and just watch and uh, listen. But as time moved on, my father wasn't the easiest person um, to to navigate. He was, well, he, he's 87 now, but uh, I quote him as a crabby old shit, you know. Um, but when I was younger, I was dyslexic and brilliant at maths, but dyslexic. And of course, in England, they judge you on if you're useless at English. So they put me in the remedial class, even when I could do the first, second and third groups maths, I was still in remedial and eventually they put me up. But Regardless of that, uh, I left school and um, I was sponsored to a degree, you know. I always remember my father saying, you're too thick to get a degree. I was like, ooh, okay. Yeah, and I, I took it personally, but I said, okay, I'm, you know, I'm going to get one. I don't care whether I pass it or not, at least I've tried. And so I got a degree. Too thick to get a master's. Got offered a place at Cranfield, which is a very prestigious aeronautical college. Too thick to get one of those. Mm, got one of those, you know. And, and I just continued with PhD and different things, uh, doing research. And then I got in the corporate um, system, where uh, my first job was with Marconi and guidance and defense systems, um, working on autopilot type things. And and I didn't like it at all. Earned fortunes of money, but I kept going to work. So. There's got to be something better than this. And then, you know, I, I did better and better. I worked for uh, uh, Airbus Industries uh, in Spain, um, the, you know, the, to to produce the Airbus and, and the uh, Eurofighter project. Still, I was saying, uh, there's got to be something better than this. And I went to work for Philips, you know, and I was very successful at Philips. I mean, Philips is a huge company, Philips Consumer Electronics. 
didn't enjoy that either, you know, and I, I thought there's got to be more to life than this. And then one day, um, everything went completely pear-shaped. Um, I went completely, you know, south. Um, marriage fell apart. Um, just couldn't get a job. And um, anyway, I had no money. You know, um, I went bankrupt because I was building, I was refurbishing houses on the side. And then I got into an apartment building, which is 172 apartments. Oh, big mistake. Way outside my deep. But I thought I could do it, you know, of course. Nah. God had other ideas, so let's take your bank up. So within four weeks, everything collapsed. I ended up living out of a car, um, thrown out my house. And I remember um, I knew someone in Manchester, and he he let he let me borrow uh, his sister's apartment for about four weeks. And uh, you know, so I stayed in that for a bit. And at the time, you know, I was going through all this emotion. Like I've worked for twenty one years, um, had all this money, and it's all gone, millions of pounds, you know, and I said, God, what's going on? They said, it's the right time. What do you mean it's the right time? It's the right time. You'll see. You know, I did see, but it just took a while. But I think what happens is when these things collapse, most starseed people who come here don't fit in this world at all. Like, you know, you go to work, you can't stand being in a corporate system. Uh, you've got, you know, you've got talents which maybe you haven't recognized at the moment. And so when I went bankrupt, um, it took me a while to get out of the powerless victim, where was me, God, why do you do this? You know, because it's nothing to do with God. It's it's all you. You're creating that reality because of the um because you you know, your whole personality, uh, your whole focus is into why was it me? I haven't got anything. You're just manifesting more and more, and you just it gets worse and worse to a point where I think it's the dark night of the soul. And then suddenly one day you wake up and think, hang on, I'm a good person. Um, and, you know, at the time, no one, brother didn't phone me, father hardly phoned me, no one was interested. And, you know, after I'd released the emotion of that and realised that no one gives a shit, uh, you've got to understand that you've got to care about yourself. You know, you've got to take your power back. So little by little, I started taking my power back. And, uh, you know, I was meditating looking at, uh, okay, you've got a gift of healing. Okay, how does that work? And it took me four years. Now, I know people say, well, you know, I do other people's modalities and everything else. But to me, that's completely wrong. And I'll, I'll tell you why. Because I think as a starseed, your starseed family could be different than the person who's trying to teach you their modality from their starseed family. So your gifts will operate differently. So I realized that I'm not looking at other people's modalities. I'm just going to focus on, and, you know, I learned I was a that being. There's only five of us here. And I learned that, you know, uh, my job was to police time and space and do some other things. Some uh, We've got another one who does sacred geometry. And, you know, so I understood my gift. And little by little of meditation, they showed me from a spiritual perspective the cause and effect of many diseases. But it took four years, you know, and people say, oh, I haven't got four years. Well, you know, the thing is about your, your gifts is you've got to make the time. The gift is there, but you've got to learn how to use it. So over these four-year period, you know, I was learning. I was trying things out. Uh, some crazy stuff happened, crazy stuff, you know. I remember a vortex just came in the room one day, and it, it actually, I thought it was raining, but the rain, you know, it looked like raindrops, like a vortex, and it was just coming into me. And, it looked like the grain drops were that bigger. That what the heck is this? <laughs> Have we got a leak in the roof? No, it's it's a spiritual. Um, I think it was like an anointing of some sort, you know, sending energy in pockets, and that lasted for about six hours. And I was just lying in this bed watching this vortex, you know, uh, bring this energy, and little by little, took my power back, uh, starting to understand how the healing gifts are working, and tried it out. And more and more over four years to a point where, you know, um, then I started traveling around because I, I met somebody who wanted to sponsor us to go to different countries and, and uh, you know, really started to realize that this 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 is working. This is really working well. <laughs> and then what happened is, before I tell you the next part, um, I can tell you 20 years ago when I was in the corporate system, I went for a reading. And I sat in this lady, she was about 87, she's probably passed now, but about 87, and she you know, sat there and she goes, 
well, yeah. writing all these things down. Yes, thank you. You know, thank you. And I was waiting. She said, well, what an interesting reading. She said, um, they're saying you're going to get remarried. I said, okay. And I thought I was happy. I wasn't, but of course. Um, they're saying that you are going to move to America. What? <laughs> okay. And they're saying that you're going to work for God and live off donations. What? <laughs> I mean, I didn't say that to her, but in my mind, I was like, what are you on about? You know, because, of course, you've got to realize there's no time with these things. And look where we are today. You know, I work for God, live off donations, and, oh, I'm in America. You know, she was absolutely right. So so at that time, um, I was still in England and um, took my power back started manifesting things. I traveled to India, uh, all over Europe, uh, came to America several times. And then by chance, I met this lady in Belize, uh, who was uh, from Holliston, where I am now. And she said, well, you know, why did you, you know, she was being hounded by Illuminati people, long story with that. So I did a ceremony to break it down, a God ceremony, and uh, it, it, it all stopped. And she was blown away about, it. wow, this this harassment has stopped. So, so I stayed with her for a bit, and then suddenly, you know, I came here, um, opened the office, thinking, well, you know, build it, they'll come. Well, it kind of doesn't work like that, and um, and I'll tell you why. Because I remember, you know, I sat around for three months, you know, no one's coming in. Got to pay rent to the office. Yes, we had, we had a few people come in, you know, like two or three people, but not enough to make it really work. Then one day I said, okay, God, why is it not working? Why, why aren't people coming? They said, it's not the building. It's you. It's within here. Get out there. They're, oh, okay. You know, so, so I, the first place I ever went to was Unity Church, you know, because Unity is fairly spiritual. Uh, in uh, St. Petersburg. And they invited me to their uh, bookshop, which is huge. They wanted me to do a lecture. So, okay, I'll go. You know, So I flew into uh, Florida and uh, got to the uh, bookshop. Anyway, time was coming on, and suddenly people started filling up. And, and there was about 120 people there. And, you know, they said, so we're going to have to lock the doors because we weren't expecting this many. And so they locked the doors, and people were banging, I want to come in. And... They were getting pretty upset. There was probably about another 50 or 60 people who wanted to get in, but, of course, from fire regulations. And, you know, literally I was standing, you know, um, doing this lecture, and there's people sitting about three inches from my feet. <laughs> and I was sitting there thinking, why the heck do these people want to come and see me? And what you realize is that when you're on the right path, God creates everything you need. You know, and uh, that includes people who want to see you because it's about your energy. You know, if your energy is positive, people feel it. And so I did that, and then I was invited a lot more lectures, went all over the place and different expos. And, uh, you know, things just grew and grew. Uh, and now, you know, we work on probably, I don't know, with the general groups and specialized groups and one-to-one -one sessions, we, we probably work on, I don't know, 2,000 people a week. So why did I become successful? Because I took my power back. I, I realized, I mean, people say you're supposed to love yourself. For me, it was actually taking my power back. And I looked at myself in a mirror. I thought, wow, I'm a really good person. I do my best for people. And you always get critics. You know, um, I remember about two months ago, you always get somebody who said, well, you know, Jesus never charged for healings. I said, well, look, you know, this is a different age, you know, just the unit in here that I'm talking to today, the, the monitor and everything else, is about $35,000 of equipment, you know, just one of them. And we have three of them. And we have girls in the office. We've got 10 staff. So you have to pay them. So I said, look, you know, the choice is yours. I can go and sit in the street and beg for food and, uh, you know, see if I can get somewhere to live. Or um, I can ask for donations and be able to deliver uh, the healings and everything else through the internet, through all the technology we have. And, you know, and I said, I choose that, you know, because people are so grateful for it. So I think, uh, you know, once you take your power back, everything starts to, and, you know, taking your power back is also about, to me, the key instrument is surrender and gratitude. And I think they go together. 
I mean, if you look at some of the teachings, people say, well, why did you get a gratitude stone? So, and, you know, if you've watched The Secret or anything else like that, well, why don't you give God five minutes a day before you, you know, before you brush your teeth? Well, God, okay, you've got five minutes. I'm grateful for my wife, my car, my, the, the, you know, uh, I've got food on the table. Well, sorry, I haven't got any more time for you. And to me, gratitude doesn't work like that. That To me, the key for gratitude is it's a way of life. You're always grateful for everything that happens, you know, as the day progresses. And I think, you know, that that was the key instrument, which which really is about surrender, like God's got your back. So you never have to worry about anything. And people say, well, how do you run this ministry? Well, you know, do I like counting beans? You know, do I like accounting? No, I won't do it, you know, not good at it. Um, so I pay the accountant $18,000 a year and they do the whole thing. You know, uh, I've got an IT guy. He charges $100 an hour. Do I want to do IT? No. Can I do it? Well, of course I can. And people say, well, why don't you save money and do it yourself? Because it distracts you. To me, it distracts you from your gift. You know, if you focus on your gift and allow the money to flow into other people's pockets so that they can feed their families, I think it's it's a it's a circle of life, you know, and I think that's really important. So, so really surrender is God's got your back, you know, look at the gratitude of what you do have instead of you don't. I, I see so many people say, well, yeah, but I just can't afford that. You know, oh, you just blown it again. You know, how do you mean you can't afford it? You, you, you've got everything, all the abundance God has. All you have to do is refocus your mind on, well, thanks God for the blessing that I can go and buy that car or can do something. And, you know, the universe will create that reality. And you don't have to worry about how it works. It's just the gratitude and the the focus of that manifestation. It, it's key, you know. I'm living proof that it works, you know, because I was when I was bankrupt, I was absolutely penniless. Went without food for 21 days, seven days, different, you know, different times over those four years. And I know what it's like to be without food. And it's very disconcerting when you live out of a car because you've got no base. And so, you know, now I'm just even just grateful for a plate of food on the table. And I think, you know, it gets you back to the basics of life. Now you were talking about star seeds and I, I'm pretty sure you were talking about yourself, but are you also saying that we're all star seeds or only a percentage of us? There's about 400,000 star seeds in this planet. And the problem you've got, think about this, you know, star seeds, when you're up in the God realm, and you better think, I want you to listen to me really carefully, you know, you guys out there, because you're in the God realm, it's all unconditional love, it feels amazing, you're sipping champagne with God, and God says, well, I want volunteers. And you say, well, I'll do it, you know. Um, so you get in the queue and you volunteer, and they show you a few things of what it's like down here, you know, they show you the visions of, oh, you know, this this is happening, that's how, oh, it'll be okay. Of course. So, you know, you come down, you know, the, the eggs fertilize, becomes a fetus, you've got three months to get the soul. So the soul comes in. Now, with starseeds, some of them um, aren't born that way. And why is that? Because you need enough um, DNA from the starseed soul family to be able to get you there. Like Palladium is okay. You know, you can be born the natural way. With Melchizedek and with Actorian, they tend to be spliced at birth. So the mother would be abducted and they uh, implant enough DNA to create you, you know, so your soul can actually interface the body. And that's one of the key instruments, you know. So so my mother was abducted. I was spliced as a Mechizedek being. And, you know, that's why my father really doesn't get me at all, you know, which is okay. Um, but when you get down here, you know, um, you look at this world, I don't recognize this place. You know, I don't belong here. I don't behave like the people here. Um, and, you know, you feel very, very different and very alone. And that's the sad thing about starseeds is that, you know, sometimes they don't realize that they're very different. So don't try and behave like everyone. Don't try and be in the matrix. What you have to do is take a step out of it and learn to navigate um, and find something that's your absolute passion, something that's going to get you out of bed in the morning. Like, you know, this healing, I love it. You know, I, the difference I see in people is incredible. And, you know, you, your gift is something where if you're a starseed, you've got a, a natural gift, whatever it is, whether it's chefing and cooking, 
whether it's, you know, painting, sculpting, healing, all these things I believe are healing. You know, even eating food, it could be really healing because if you make a beautiful dish, you know, when you eat it, it hits the spot. You think, oh, my God, that's delicious. So, you know, I encourage everyone, uh, if you're a star seed, and you'll know because you don't fit in at all on this planet. And, uh, you know, a lot, that's why a lot of people get suicidal because then, I want to go back to God. Well, look, the problem is you volunteered and now you're here. You know, once you take your power back, you'll find that, you know, um, you'll want to get out in the world and do some good and really help people. And that's one of the keys. So, yeah, 400,000 star seeds, but they're really with the with the entities here and with the reptilians here and Luciferians here. They really attack star seeds really badly because they don't want you to grow. They don't want you to get your vibration up and take your power back. So that's something you know you have to realize, and that's why we have Melchizedek in quotes prayers, or I call them maps of intent, to keep these things out and keep them away and stop spiritual attacks. And eventually they give up and they say, "Well, you're too much hassle. Let's go bother somebody else." You know, and that's it's it's a spiritual battle, you know, to make it through this. And people say, well, I must be, have to do bigger things than just be here. You know, to me, just being on this planet as a starseed is like, wow, you're still alive. You, you, you're doing amazing. Honor yourself for that because it's not an easy place. This place is nuts, you know. Jeff, I don't know what you think of it, but I think the place is nuts. <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot of, there are a number of guests or at least a number of commenters in the videos that will say, I'm not coming back after this time. Well, and that's their choice. I mean, yeah, I mean, we're doing, we're doing a, one of my main reasons, yes, for healing, that's fine. And, you know, I know my past life's the last 4,000 years and who cares what they are. It actually, what matters is what you actually do right now because we've been training. All starseeds have been back for the last 4,000 years backwards and then they burn to the stake or something, you know, and then they come back and, I uh, don't know what you're thinking, but hey, you know, uh, they came back <laughs> and, you know, they learn again, learn again, because the transition in the last 4,000 years, it's gone so fast that they had to come back several times to uh, train for right now. So, um, and right now is it, you know, this is this is the time, you know, one of my projects here is to uh, bring some off-planet, we're building some off-planet pyramids uh to bring down here uh in the next year or so now this is a huge project uh the pyramids one's almost a thousand feet tall uh 999.99 feet tall 66.66 feet tall and 333.333 feet tall and you know they're going to be put on the golden curve the smallest one will be out of the curve the second one will be closer and the third one will be on the ley line and it's going to be well i can't really tell you what's going to be because um the deep state cabal people know it's going to happen. So we've got to be very careful. They don't buy up all the land, but we need about 100,000 acres. So it's a project that's probably going to cost quite a number of billions of dollars. And we have the banking system, the White House banking system, who's created the money. So um, that's one of the main reasons why I'm here. You know, be, now we think, well, okay, so you're building pyramids. Why do you want these here? And the answer is this, is that people don't realize there's humanity on the planet. Then there's hybrids and different, you know, beings, um, reptilian hybrids who look like humans who are on the planet. And then there's the reptilian element underneath the planet and Luciferian and Draconian, which are, you know, and they say, well, you know, there can't be that many. There's, there's actually more of them than us on the, under the planet. And so if you think about it, the consciousness of the planet is not just humanity. It's actually the reptilian elements as well. So you think, well, okay. So they're dragging, uh, because they're negative beings, they're dragging the consciousness down. So, so what the pyramids will do is they'll raise the vibration, they'll flood out energy into the ley lines throughout the whole planet because they are stargates. They're a little bit different than the Palladian um, Giza pyramids. They were built by the Palladians also off planet, you know, because we don't have the technology to do that. So, but, you know, what it'll do over a period of time and quite quickly is raise the vibration of the planet such that these beings can't live in this high vibrational world. So it's really going to help this transition. So that's actually one of my main reasons why I'm here on this planet. 
Do you think that the reason that you were able to see that being in your room as a child is because you are a star seed? I do, yeah. Jeff, I, I think a lot of people have got different gifts. Some people are seers. Um, my wife's very clairaudient. She can she can tune <laughs> she can tune into conversations in houses like a block away. And she said, you know, some I had a neighbors like, you know, uh, eight houses down and they were arguing. And she said, I heard the conversation and you know, she saw them in the street, she said, Are you guys okay? And how did you know? You know? <laughs> Well, I heard you. And, well, she didn't say that. She said, oh, I, I just felt something was wrong, you know, but she she heard the whole conversation. You know, a lot of star seeds have different things. It's like remote viewing. You know, the CIA uh, train people to remote view. There's two ways of doing it. One is where you basically meditate. You can, you know, your soul can step out your body on an umbilical cord and go somewhere and you can see things through your soul being there. The problem with that is it's kind of dangerous. Why is that? Because um, reptilians and different beings can see energy. You know, they can see that your soul's there. And um, therefore, you know, if the umbilical cord was severed, you go into a coma because your soul can't find its way back. And that's one of the things with car wrecks. You know, if you have a car wreck, suddenly your soul just leaps out of the body. It can tear the umbilical cord. You go into a coma. You know, soul can't find its way back, you know. So what do you do? And I've been in hospitals where I've got the soul, locked it back into the thing, and they've just woken up like that. So so that's an interesting concept. Um, I don't like that way of remote viewing. I do it a different way through the McKillsdeck beings. And the McKillsdeck beings see it all. And, you know, uh, they can translate through telepathy. So it's a different method in a way. And that's how I use it for healing. You know, if you need to look inside someone's, you know, body and look at their liver, kidneys, uh, it's done through the McKillsdeck beings who are actually in the room, you know, doing the work through a portal. So so I always prefer that, you know, uh, because I think the other way is a little bit dangerous because you, you're kind of putting your life on the line in a way, you know. So, so but yeah, all star seeds have gifts. Uh, really good gifts. Now, what's the difference really between a star seed and just the average Joe in the streets is uh, star seeds have evolved where they don't need to come back to learn spiritual tests. And, you know, I mean, this place is a classroom like extreme, like no other. And of course, what a great place to really get spiritual growth. But, but star seeds don't need to come back. They volunteer, you know. A lot of people come back here because they they haven't evolved enough uh, in the last lifetime they just didn't get it so they've got to work on that again and then a different aspect they can be there can take them a hundred thousand times of coming back to this planet to really get spiritually evolved but star seeds have evolved and they're part of the star seed races that are helping humanity like palladians actorians lumerians atlantarians uh, andromedans you know uh, lyrans uh Syrians, Syrians, you know, all these all these people are helping humanity at the moment. So, um, yeah, that's where the soul comes from. So if you want to know what starseed family you do come from, I think it's important to ask the right question and get the intuition answer, you know, and don't ask, oh, where am I from? Because that's too, it's too broad. What you've got to do is say, where is my soul starseed? Who is the, my soul starseed family? And then go through them, you know. Is it Palladian, yes or no? Uh, oh, no. Is it Mel? Well, you know, the, the five bookies that beings I know here. So, uh, but, you know, you might be Actorian. We work closely with the Actorians who are actually building these pyramids. So um, it's just important to know that, I think, uh, because, you know, you are gifted, you know, you are loved, and, you know, don't let anyone uh, take your power away. But, of course, you're going to be attacked like relentlessly by these beings like Anunnaki, Draconians, um, Luciferians. They all try and attach you. They send you negative thoughts. And, you know, if you give your power away, you start to think, oh, my God, you know, I'm useless, I'm pathetic. And you're not, you know, you're a really powerful being. So far, some of the ways I believe that you describe to get your power back is through meditation, through expressing gratitude, and through surrendering, which I think what you're saying is either surrender to God and or the universe, if, if even they're not both the same thing, 
Are there any other tips that you can help us to get our power back? You've got to work on emotion. You know, um, human beings, you know, including starseeds, whoever, you know, we're, we're ingest way, way, way too much emotion, you know, uh, hundreds of thousands of layers. And especially starseed people, because you're not integrated into the family because they don't recognize you because there's a good chance you've been spliced in a birth. So you don't really have the DNA of them completely. I think, you know, you, they're going to be very different. They're going to, and you, starseeds tend to choose families also, which will challenge you. Like my father, you know, I mean, like I say, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. He's a crabby old shit. You know, um, he's always been negative towards me. He's always berated me. You never listened to me. Well, I'm glad I didn't because, and, uh, you know, um, and now I think uh, I'm grateful for him for being like that because it poked me and got me to really show up and take my power back and do things which I probably would never have done had he not been like that, you know, because if someone says, oh, you're too thick, Imagine your father, Jeff, you're too thick to do podcasts. You should just, you know, uh, he said, well, you know what? I'm going to do it, you know, and uh, and that gives you the inspiration. So I thank him for that, you know. Do you think that star seeds are actually changing the DNA of humans? The star seed family helped create the human being with 58 different strands of 57 different strands of DNA. And it's got Palladian DNA. It's got Actorian DNA. Uh, it's got all the DNA um, and, you know, but that's why, like I say, with star seeds, you know, you can't just go into a normal human body because there's not enough DNA from that star seed family. I mean, I've got 84% McKeel's net DNA. One thing that's different about my body is my heart is very large. And I often wondered, you know, I remember doing the scan one day. I said, oh, my God, I think you've got end-stage heart failure. So, nah. And I said, well, you, maybe you're a big guy. Because, of course, you know, hospitals, your heart's got to be that big. You know, even if I'm six foot five and, you know, I'm really big boned, you know, I, I weigh quite a lot. I'm not overly fat. I mean, I've got a bit of a paunch, as everyone when they get older. Who cares, you know? But, but, but my, you know, they said, your heart's, where I've never seen a heart this big, you know? And I said, well, whatever. Anyway, they kind of agreed that, oh, maybe it's outside the norm because you're a big guy and everything else. And, you know, I also have, from a past life, I have a lot of cysts on my head, uh, which are actually, weirdly enough, connected together. And, you know, I remember a surgeon just taking a few off, you know, around the front just to tidy it up. And he said, he was blown away. He goes, oh, my God, these things are connected together. I said, ah, don't worry, it's a long story. So, you know, there's there's different things maybe about your body which aren't going to be normal to, you know, the average human being. But who cares, you know? Uh, but, um, yeah, I think the way, but the way to really um take your power back is to look at what's happened with your family because there's probably been a lot of trauma that has with me and one thing i really worked on is abandonment you know i've had abandonment all my life my father of course you know did he show love now let me see um no my mother was always sick you know so did i get any love off her no she was always powerless uh, because of my father's regime and so you know i had a lot of abandonment issues and in the marriages, they never really gelled because I'm very different. And so, you know, when I met my wife, Mandy, um, and she really helped me with that, that um, I had abandonment issues. Things would trigger me and, you know, I'd withdraw because I think, oh, this love can't be, it's just, you know, it can't be love because I've never experienced it before. And it was, it was just took me a while to actually understand and, you know, uh, integrate with it and accept it, you know, and I think that's really important. So I think what you have to do is, if you get triggered by things or anything else, my advice is, uh, instead of reacting, go into another room. You know, if you're getting triggered, oh, give me a minute, you know, and uh, I'll be back in about five, ten minutes. Go in another room, close the door, sit there, and close your eyes, and look at where this emotion is. Why are you being triggered? And if you sit there for a bit, as you calm down, you think, well, it wasn't that bad. Hmm, hang on. Why did I get so triggered because of that? And, you know, it'll be nothing, you know, it'll be just maybe some silly comment that someone made and you got so upset by it, you know, you internalize it. But when you sit there and think, but it's not that bad, it's okay. Oh, it's coming from my abandonment issues because I've never been loved. And so then you can feel into that and you can transmute the emotion. Don't stuff it down. 
Uh, don't try to ignore it because it doesn't go away. You know, emotion uh, is, uh, to me, is a, a dangerous thing in the body because it creates sickness over a period of time. So it's really important to move that away. We do have some meditations, which, you know, uh, heart shocker meditations, which can release like 27 releases in one go. So I think it's important to work on emotion. I think it's important to meditate, get the cog connection, and don't just meditate for five minutes. You know, you need, you know, maybe an hour or two a day if you can do it. Um, I think being amongst, um, setting boundaries is key as well. Because, of course, if you're getting berated somebody, you know, uh, would you want them in your energy field? And the answer is hmm, probably not. So, you know, but to be unconditional love is loving, but maybe at a distance, maybe stay over there. It's okay. You know, because it's difficult to love somebody if they come in your field and start putting you down, berating you, you're useless. So, you know, healthy boundaries, I think, is a key as well. And getting people around you who love you, who you don't have to explain anything to, they know you, they love you for who you are. And, and you know, most starseeds, I talk to them every day, and they've virtually got no friends. They may have one friend if they're lucky. And if you have one or two friends, you're really blessed because, and, you know, normally those are people who you can hang around with, you can have fun with, and you don't have to uh, go on a stage and pretend you're somebody you're not. You just, you know, stay all raw and authentic. I think that's uh, that's some of the keys, you know. Thank you for that. What do you say to people who want to know what their right path is, but they just can't figure it out? I think it's interesting. <laughs> I was I was remember, you know, with the Mickey's that being so. So I go bankrupt. So I start meditating. Okay, so I realized I was Mickey's that being. So start meditating. Nothing happens. Next day, and that, that was two or three hours, you know, each day. So next day, meditate. Nothing happened. Week goes by, nothing happens. After about two or three weeks, you know, I said to him, let's, let's look, you know, guys, I'm committed to this. I'm going to do it till I pass away. So you're going to show up sometime and because I've got the commitment now. I get it. And, you know, after a couple more times, they started showing up, and it was incredible. Uh, amazing things happened, you know, so... And I think when you do connect to your starseed family, they start talking to you. You know, it's done by telepathy. Um, that's one of the reasons why, dare I say, I don't believe in uh, light language uh, because angelic beings don't use light language. They use telepathy. Uh, yeah. Light language is a reptilian-type thing. So, you know, I'd be very careful about trying to learn light language. And it's just... It's my perception, you know, people may berate me and say, wow, you don't know what you're talking about. Okay, well, but, um, you know, you don't need light language, you know. And I find some of the words which I talk to because that, be well, some of the things I'm talking to because that being through telepathy, it's very difficult to create a description down here because the words don't match the, you know, love, God love energy that, you know, you're talking to. It's 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 amazing, really. I'm glad you brought up telepathy because I saw a video recently where they were talking about crystals being on the pineal gland, which can basically turn the brain into like an antenna, which I think receives consciousness. You think that part of the brain also receives the telepathic messages? Oh, it does. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's the interesting thing. I mean, uh, I did a meditation. It's on YouTube to... Uh, basically through psychic surgery with the kids that beings, they go in and they actually start breaking down because, you know, the few ways of shutting down the pineal gland. One is, you know, of course, uh, again, fluoride. The, the second one is the nanotechnology affects the pineal gland. So does stealth pathogens like Borrelia lyme, HIV AIDS, Agent Orange. Uh, so all these things are there to try and shut the pineal gland down. So, um I mean, it's good to do, you know, if, if if you want to see that, it's on the YouTube, you know, if you go to Global Lightning Project on YouTube, you can play that. Um, it takes a bit of time. It just doesn't clear just once. It might take several times to listen to this. Um, and it's a, a guided meditation. Through my voice, it gets the kills that beings to go into the pineal gland and take, break all this calcification around it so that you can start, you know, seeing things from a different perspective and, 
I've, I've found with people with doing it, what happens is when your pineal glands open, when you look outside, it's like watching high-definition television on a television versus an old tube one. It's that different because when you look at colours, they become like, wow, they become so beautiful because you're seeing the energy in the colour, not just the colour itself. When you look at a tree, you know, you look at a tree, you think, wow, you can see every single leaf, and the, the leaves are kind of slightly different shades of green maybe, but, you know, every single leaf, instead of seeing a splodge of green, you see every single leaf in the definition of everything because you see the auras around every single leaf. I mean, it's that profound. And um, and sometimes I remember going to Hawaii and uh, my pineal gland, you know, blew open and I was looking at um, I was looking at wall and it was actually just moving. <laughs> and I was like, well, wow, it's 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 on the move because everything, you know, everything's energy, you know, everything's vibration. And it was just incredible, you know. And it's a beautiful planet. When you know, I mean, I think the I think planet Mother Earth herself, Gaia, is a beautiful, beautiful planet. Um, what's happening on the surface of the planet, it's not so beautiful right now, but things change, you know, and uh we'll get there. That's why we're here to make a difference. So, so I would really, I think one of the key instruments is get the pineal gland blown right open. But, you know, uh, just be prepared that you're going to see and, you know, you're going to connect to a lot of new things uh, when that happens. So are you saying that you open the pineal gland with meditation or do you do breath work and exercises with it? You can do breath work and exercises. Um, it helps. Um I personally think that, you know, sometimes with the level of calcification around it from things like fluoride or whatever, sometimes you need some help. And and we do that on, you know, on the uh, general healing groups. We always look, work on the pineal gland. So if you want to join that, if, if you want to do the meditation we have, which is a guided meditation on YouTube, which again, you know, invokes the McKeel's that beings literally to do psychic surgery to uh, remove the uh, calcification so it starts to open up and that could take about eight to ten you know rounds of that to to help it open up but breath work does help you know if you take deep breaths and breathe it out slowly and you know move that energy uh you know all these things help the same with releasing emotion i mean you know if you look into emotions if you feel oh that's the emotion i want to move then just take a deep breath and oh, i'm going to move that emotion out and breathe it out over seven seconds Controlled breath is really, really powerful. You know? And I've seen something about when you're doing the breath work and you put your body in a certain position, you start pumping the cerebral spinal fluid around your spinal cord and into your brain, which helps move the pineal gland and activate it. Absolutely. And I was wondering if, if you recommended something like that. Yeah, that, that all helps. You know, uh, I think a combination of the things. I mean, to activate it, I mean, it's activating anyway. But what I think, when you've got calcification around it, even if you try and activate it, the calcification that's around it is like it's like a, a it's like a, a crisp calcified, you know, uh, shell, and you've got to break that down, and it's 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 difficult to do so. But it will go eventually. But it doesn't happen. Don't think you know you could just do like a few deep breaths and this, and it'll be open. Uh, it takes a bit of time, you know, it takes work. And I think that goes with everything, you know, to, to really get your vibration up. It takes a lot of inner work. It takes a lot of strength, courage, taking your power back. And, uh, you know, but once you've done it, you know, you'll never look back because you'll never have any fear again. I mean, I, believe it or not, I don't fear death. I don't fear anything, you know. I fear absolutely nothing. And it's interesting because people say, well, what is absolute faith? And to me, absolute faith is, <clears throat> and this is extreme. So say someone breaks in your house and they're pointing a gun at you. And, um, and you sit in there and, well, you know, uh, now you can, and again, if you look at it yourself, if you have absolute faith, you can turn around to that person and say, do you know what? You can't touch me with that full stop. There is no doubt. And then with that absolute faith, the universe will create a reality where you won't be shot. You know, maybe the gun will jam or maybe the guy will have a heart attack and pass and, you know, collapse or, um, you know, maybe they'll fire the gun, but they'll put a shield around you that will just rebound. 
whatever it is, if you have absolute faith, you will not die from that event. But if you say, oh, my God, he's going to shoot me, I'm going to die, you'll create that reality. So to me, it's like almost committing suicide by not having absolute faith. And, uh, you know, so I, th I think that's an important thing. Absolute faith is absolute. There's no, well, yeah, I've got absolute faith, but there's no buts. You know, you either have it or you don't. And there's actually, I don't think many people on this planet have that absolute faith because it is it is something you have to achieve by growth. You know, it's not just done by, oh, well, yeah, I've got absolute faith. Well, you know, when you put in a life or death situation, that shows, do you, you know, do you have absolute faith or not? You know, so... And I've been in life or death situations. Well, actually, I've had events of 289 times to try and take me out, um, including I was dusted with a bioweapon probably six, seven years ago, and it collected here. I'm trying to work on that at the moment <laughs> to get rid of it. But, you know, these, these things happen. But 289 times, I remember the time in India when I was in Delhi, and uh, I was meant to fly back uh, in two days' time. And so I was sitting there in the hotel, and they said, um, you need to uh, delay your flight for three days. Why? Uh, you need to delay your flight for three days. Why? Just delay your flight for three days. Okay. God, I'm listening to it. So I delayed it three days. On the morning I was meant to, uh, you know, get on the plane, the plane never took off. What happened is it started down the runway and then uh, never took off. It blew up at the end of the runway and killed everyone on board. And I said, well, was that meant for me? And I said, uh, yeah. So, you know, these events do happen, but as long as you listen to the guidance, you'll never be affected by anything. I think one of the messages from your personal journey is that it takes time. And so in some instances, maybe someone has an overnight miraculous change in their life. But I would say generally for the majority of us, healing and taking your power back does take time. I think it does. I mean, even if you have a miraculous, like um, what I call in quotes, come to Jesus moment, you know, where something happens, oh, my God, I don't get it. You won't get everything, but that starts you on a new journey, you know. And I mean, I've seen stuff, I've, I've done things that are, you know, pretty incredible, and have I tried them now? No. But, but I think on my journey, you know, some of these things were like, oh, my goodness, wow, look at that, you know. And it gives you the inspiration to do more. But you've got to watch the ego doesn't take away with you and think, oh, well, I know it all now, because you don't, you know. I didn't. I mean, do I know everything now? The answer is, well, no, you know, I'm learning still uh, after, what, 14 years of being here in America doing healings. I still learn new things every day, and it's incredible. Um, so, you know, you still got to be open to learning. You know, you can never uh, know it off. You know, there's always things to learn. I think it's incredible, but, but it is a journey. And I don't think you're going to get there, you know. I think people just want to, well, I just want to know my gift and do it, and we're good to go, you know. And it doesn't work like that. It's a, it's a ton of work. It could take two or three years to really get there and understand your gift inside out. But by goodness, when you do, you know, you'll blow people away with it, you know. In the very beginning, I mentioned the importance of maintaining a high vibrational frequency. And do you think it's kind of goes along with manifesting, you know, like you've got to keep putting out positive visualizations and and positive ideas of things you want to manifest and if not it's easy to slip back into old patterns and actually going into negative manifestations oh absolutely <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so easy for people to just drop back you know and and i think you know i mean the way i started it really is policing my thoughts and it takes a lot of work you know because imagine how many thoughts you have per day and and I used to, you know, sometimes I'd have a negative thought, oh, back up, back up. You know, I didn't mean that. And I'd, I'd recast that thought into something positive. Well, thank you for the blessing, God, you know. And, you know, policing your thoughts, if you do that for 30 days, I think that'll change your whole patterns uh, of emotion, you know, if you police your thoughts. And, uh, I mean, people often say to me, well, you know, I talk about wisdom beyond forgiveness where you can go into past timelines and put positive energy in a really bad place and something that happened. 
because I believe it doesn't matter how bad the thing is, it's there for growth. And I think, you know, people argue, well, you know, what about rape or what about any, anything, you know, someone getting shot or, well, you know, it's all there for growth because it teaches you that, you know, okay, that happened and it teaches you A, forgiveness, and B, you know, you're taking your power back and then to forgive the person uh, and, you you know, you can put them in your in your mind and inject positive energy into that comes down uh, up the timeline into the now, you know, so that will change your whole perception of everything. I thought, you know, I think everything's there, you know, for growth and everything else, you know. You mentioned earlier the matrix. How do we stay out of all the negativity that's within the matrix? Well, Jeff, I think I think it's important that we get back to basics. You know, I think our lives, well, most people's lives have got so complicated. And for me, um, nature is it, you know, getting back to cooking your own food. We need to get away from manufactured food, highly processed food. Um, I encourage people now to switch all the news off, you know, forget the news, um, start focusing on something you enjoy. Like, you know, if you enjoy music, you know, put some music on, you know, start dancing around like a mad person and having a laugh and getting people to laugh at you. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> um, cook some really lovely food. <laughs> you know, it's not difficult to cook food. And in fact, you know, our food at home tastes way better than any restaurant because it's got so much love in it. I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a chef, but if you put love in that food, you think, wow, it really hits the spot. And, you know, if you enjoy gardening, start growing your own food. Say, so I don't have the time. Well, make the time. I think it's important for us to start making time for ourselves, for our bodies, to start eating really good food and, you know, drink a glass of wine. Don't worry about people's arrive. You can't drink. That's not super spiritual. Uh, okay. Well, you know, I have a few beers and I, you know, I enjoy it. And then, you know, I always go back to Jesus. I believe Jesus was an old tippler uh, because at the time, you know, water was really dirty. And so he converted water to wine. He had free wine and he, he tippled that all day. So what's good for him is good for us. You know, I really believe that. And, you know, it, it's true. You know, they, people, of course, they got married and had a laugh. That's what life's all about. It's okay to have a few wines. It's okay to, uh, you know, start enjoying yourself a bit down here. You know, people have this marker that super spiritual means you don't do anything, don't drink, don't smoke, don't have sex, don't, don't, don't. Well, what do you do? You know, uh, it's a hard world down here. <laughs> have a laugh, you know, get the endorphins flowing. I really encourage that. But also get back to nature. One of the things that uh, we have is we're building a house in 42 acres uh, in near the Arkansas border, but still in Missouri. Now, uh, it's got cabins there. And every time we go there, if I get, a, you know, have a really hard day where I feel I've got a lot of energy and, you know, maybe a little bit anxious or or maybe you're feeling the collective ang angstiness, and people do. Like, if sometimes you can wake up, you think, well, I've got a brick in my chest or I've got a little bit of heart palpitation. It's important to go, you know, into nature. You know, if I get amongst these trees and just sit there and relax, I can feel all the energy just being absorbed by the trees. It's, it's incredible. And within like 15 minutes, they're, wow, that's so much better, you know. And, you know, so well, you know, I haven't got the time. You've got to make the time because this is key. You know, if you're having heart palpitations, it means that you've got a ton of anxiety and uh, you've got to let it release, you know, and... Uh, and maintain it, you know, and stay amongst the trees. And I love it amongst the trees. So you've got to find things that you really excite you, uh, really relax you. And again, keep amongst people who are loving, kind, and caring, who understand you, and you don't even have to explain yourself to them. And if people berate you, just you know, again, set boundaries. It's okay to have them outside your outside your energy field, you know, and love them from a distance. I think all these things are key for a healthy life. You know, it's great what you're saying because some of my near-death experiencers come back saying that we need to take life less seriously and have more fun. That's the key. Fun is the key. But some, for some people, some people have this almost like judgment of, well, if you're super spiritual, you're can't really do that you know you can't dance around like a mad person to uh some of the 80s pop music or whatever you know 
uh you can't you know have a glass of wine because you shouldn't drink you you shouldn't eat meat you shouldn't should judge well you know just uh, again everything uh if it's in moderation it's okay you know and i think you've got to really enjoy your life and find that passion the key is finding that passion what you're really passionate about whether it's working with animals or it's working with kids whether it's you know growing your food in the garden you know you might be brilliant at that have i ever done that uh no but when we get these 42 acres, we're going to get a 30-odd by 15, 30-foot by 15 uh, greenhouse, and we're going to do it. Will I fail at it? I don't know. I'm going to have a go. <laughs> but, you know, we've got people around who could help us and teach us, and little by little, we'll start growing some beautiful food and go pick your peppers out of the greenhouse. Imagine that. Instead of going to somewhere like Walmart, where the poor old peppers died probably about, I don't know, two or three months ago. It's been sitting in the warehouse. And you look at it, and it's been polished, but... All the um, all the skin looks wrinkly, and it, you know how much nutrient is in that pepper? Probably about twenty percent of what it should be. So imagine picking one that's just alive and it's glowing at you. Wow, this is beautiful. So that those sort of things really give me joy. It's getting back to the basics, you know. Mm-hmm. And they're right, you know. Well, Doctor Macklin, after watching this podcast, people may want to reach out to you and ask you questions. Are you open to that? Yeah, absolutely. What's the best way to reach you? Well, if you go to the website, um, it's globalenlightenmentproject.com. And uh, you can go on that and you can submit a form. Uh, it's got the phone number of the office if you want to phone the office. Um, or, you know, we also have, it's it's part of the ministry of the Global Enlightenment Project. Uh, you can email the office at info, I-N-F-O, at ChristopherMacklinMinistries.com. And I would encourage people, if you want help to get your vibration, we do healings. I mean, I do healings like one-to-one. I do specialized groups where there's up to 20 people on it, and we talk to everyone. And then we do a general healing three times a week, and that's 9 a.m. Monday Central Time, uh, 5 p.m. Thursday, and 11 a.m. Saturday Central Time. And we do that every week. And, uh, you know, it's by donation. You know, if you don't have any money, please come on. Look, I've been there. I've got the T-shirt of having no money, and that's why I do it, because... You know, to me, it's so important to me that everyone gets a healing, regardless of got money or not, you know, uh, because I want everyone to get help for growth. So you just come on them, register for them. Uh, it's also on YouTube at globalenlightenmentproject.com, and it's also on Telegram at globalenlightenmentproject.com. It's live there. So And on Facebook as well, globalenlightenmentproject.com. So there's plenty of ways to... Uh, to come on and, uh, you know, experience the healings. I think it'll really help. If you want a one-to-one session, great. If you want specialized groups, that's great. And, uh, you know, we do have a protocol to get rid of nanotech and stealth pathogens if you need that as well. So, so yeah, more than happy. Is your YouTube channel also called Global Enlightenment Program? Uh, Global Enlightenment Project, yeah, Project. absolutely. All right, what kind of content are you producing there? All we're doing is the healings, and that's all. And uh, there are on there. There is a uh, there is a pineal gland um, cleaning, you know, uh, meditation. Which, if you want to go to that, a lot of people have gone to it and used it. Probably about I don't know between ten and fifteen times, and it does invoke the that beings to basically just break down any calcification, and that's really helped a lot of people as well. So it's there. It's it's free. Please take advantage of it. You know? Before we finish up, can you leave us with one more positive message? Yeah, don't forget, you're, you know, starseed or not, you're a very extremely powerful being. And don't give your power away. If you're getting negative thoughts, if you feel like you're schizophrenic, I mean, look, if I went to a psychiatrist, I said, oh, my God, you know, you've got ADD because, and that's another thing I want to point out. Attention deficit is is this, where in starseed people, they tend to, you know, go in the ethers uh, and, you know, look beyond this this world sometimes, you know, and then their attention isn't focused down here. And people say, well, you've got to get more grounded. I disagree with that. My opinion is that I spend about 12 hours in the ethers because I'm working with because that beings, working with people doing healings. So my belief is that you have to have a careful balance between reprieve of being down here and getting some reprieve of the ethers where you can feel the love energy and everything else, and then coming down and being present and doing work here as well. I think there's always a balance. You know, I don't believe you should be grounded completely because you 
it's almost like putting yourself back in the matrix, you know. So I think a good balance between, you know, ethers and and down here. And I think, um, but, you know, you're extremely powerful being. As soon as you take your power back, don't allow these entities, these uh, reptilian elements to attach to you. We have the prayers on the website, lots of prayers. Have a look through them. You know, there's ones to remove uh, manipulation from your electronic devices. There's the, the most powerful prayer we have is the 27 esoteric Merkabah field prayer. And that's on the website. If you say that three times a day, that will keep these reptilian elements out whilst you manage to raise your vibration. And like I say, if you want to come on the healings, more than welcome. You know, we welcome everybody. Christopher, thank you for that message. And thank you again for being my guest. Oh, uh, thanks, Jeff. And thanks for having me. Bless your heart. It's been wonderful. All right. Have a great evening. And you bless you. God bless you. Thanks for watching the Jeff Mara podcast. I really appreciate you. Another way to show support is through YouTube memberships. And if you do, there are loyalty badges and other perks depending on your level of membership. All you need to do is click the join button underneath the video to find out more. Thank you for your support.